You're listening to Living with Louie. Welcome back to this edition of Living with Louie. We have a guest on our show today. I have uh, with me one of the uh, members of my therapy team, Mandy McFadden. Welcome, Mandy. Thank you, Larry. It's good to be here. Mandy, why don't you go ahead and tell them just a little bit about yourself. So I am an occupational therapist. I've been an OT for the last four years. Um, I received my master's degree at Towson University. Um, Before that, I was an exercise science major. I did a little bit with personal training, and I was a massage therapist for 17 years prior to that. So I have a lot of experience with body movement, function, strengthening, um, and more recently, since I've an OT, um, neurological conditions and um, strengthening as far as that goes, too. Well, I know that you have been a tremendous help to me. I don't know where I would be uh, had I not gotten involved with, uh, with you and the rest of the team. Um, maybe you can talk about uh, how we kind of started and what you saw and, and some of the things that you did to progressed to getting me to where I am now. Absolutely. So when we first came out, I guess it's been close to 10 months ago now. Um, as an OT, it's my job to assess function in the home, make sure that with your self-care, you're managing that as safely and independently as possible. Um, so we looked at bathing, dressing, toileting, accessing the bathroom safely, making sure that anything you needed to do around the house was set up the way that you needed to. So my job when we first came out was to assess the environment and how you functioned in that environment. Um, The next step was looking at how your strength was, especially in your arms. Um, With physical therapy and occupational therapy, when we're working together as a team, physical therapist tends to take over lower body, spine, that type of thing, and OT tends to deal a little bit more with arm strength, hand strength, dexterity, fine motor skills, and and those kinds of components. So when we first came out, um, we were very independent as far as wanting to continue doing everything that you needed to do on your own. With your self-care, you were managing it okay, Um, but definitely noticed some things you were struggling with. Um, The big thing was the dexterity in your hands. You were having a hard time managing buttons, fasteners, Um, Some of the containers in the kitchen, opening things to be able to get into it easier. Um, The frustration levels, I think, were a big thing to start, you know, when hands weren't working the way that you wanted them to. Um, Being able to get in a good headspace to be able to problem solve through that was a little bit challenging to start. Um, And then the other thing we really noticed was you had a lot of pain in the hands and a lot of weakness in the hands and the shoulders which I think has improved over time, Um, but I know you still definitely have some difficulties with the swelling in your hands and the dexterity and hanging on to things and your fingers working the way that you want them to. Um, And a lot of what we've been doing lately has been really geared towards your balance, making sure that we keep your legs strong and keep your coordination the way that it needs to be. Um, So we've kind of hit you from all angles. Um, And I know that you were struggling mentally with a lot of things when we first came out too. Um, and I think that since we've shown you what type of progress we can make and, and made some improvements and function that way. I think um, mentally, if I may, um, I think mentally when you first came out, I didn't feel as though there were too many 
things that were going to prevent a rapid progression of this disease. And I think that what you guys have shown me is that there's a battlefront that I can have success with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it's uh, shown me that there is a way to beat back this disease. Absolutely. And I, unfortunately, and I've heard you talk about on other episodes of your podcast before, just the lack of information that's available, especially positive information that's available is, um, it's significant. Um, you know, and what we know from working with neurological conditions all the time, I mean, there's not really, there's no cure for it. We're not going to stop it from happening, but we can at least slow it down. We can improve function through that. Um, and the brain is an amazing thing. And there's so many times over and over again that we see people that feel like you're not going to get any better. You're not going to make any progress. Nothing's going to change. And we, we can find ways to make it happen in a way that's meaningful and, and that matters in your day-to-day. It's, I think, uh, quality of life gets greatly improved given the diagnosis, given all of the things that are taken from you. Um, I think that you give a, get, you've given me a way to get some of that back as much as I can get back. Um, from a physical standpoint, like you said, mentally, I don't think there's anything you can do um, with that portion of this disease. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you've made a tremendous difference in how I walk, the amount of security I have in my with my balance. So I think those are big areas that you've made a difference in. And you made a lot of suggestions here uh, to modify my home with grab bars and, and timers for the um, the hot plate that I would occasionally leave on. And there's a number of things that you've done that certainly brought uh, made it a lot easier for me. Well, I'm glad. And, and the way that we tend to see, you know, with occupational therapy, I feel... In a lot of ways, some people would come out as a therapist, make sure that you're independent, and you are. You know, you're independent with everything that you need to be, and look at that and say, that's good enough. Um, and knowing that your balance can impact your ability to do those things. And if you don't maintain that balance or that coordination, then everything else in your life is going to suffer. Um, so I think it's important to make sure that as an occupational therapist, we look at the whole picture and not just okay, you can put your shirt on and take it off, you're fine. You can get in the shower safely, you're fine. You know, all these other components that are needed to maintain that function, I think, are extremely important. I know that um, you've come up with all kinds of exercises that when you first asked me to do them, I'm like, what? And, you know, but I cannot argue with the results. And uh, I think that, a big piece of of the success is the fact that, um, and I've talked about this in my podcast, is willingness to get up and do it. 100%. And the way that we do these exercises, we've kind of come up with a combination of exercises that's very challenging, and they're not easy. And I know that a lot of the times you don't you know, really feel up to doing them, or if you're sore, or you're having a bad day. But the hallmark, you 
talked about it in one of your other episodes too, about the neuroplasticity of the brain and how we have the ability to kind of reconnect those pathways that have been damaged by the Lewy body proteins. And the way that we do that is by doing those challenging exercises that incorporate cognition and your motor movements and, you know, your full body movement. So it's, it really is a full body experience. And a lot of the times it's uncomfortable and it's very difficult and challenging, but if it's not challenging, it's not working. Right. It's not, you you can't get any improvement without challenging. And I, I think you know this about me is, yeah, maybe I don't feel like it or, but I throw that aside and give it everything that I can because I have bought into um, and there's no disputing the results that we've been getting. Uh, So I don't understand why you wouldn't want to to do it. Yeah. And I, I completely agree. I mean, I, with, with even through your bad days, you are an absolute model patient. No, we don't always know what to expect when we come in, but I do know that whatever you're going through. Be careful. I don't want my head to get too big. (laughs) Regardless of what you're going through, I know that you're going to step up and show up every session. I, I, yes, I, I will. And I think that that, that is, um, a commitment that I made. Um, maybe not the first couple of times that you guys were out, but it didn't take very long before I knew that um, that things were going to improve and, and bought into a program and said, okay, and the, if this is the only battle I can win, then I guess I need to bring something besides a rubber band gun. I need to bring grenades and, uh, and really launch a battle against this disease. Mm-hmm. It's, it is progressive. And I think we have slowing down the progression. Um, the, the other thing that I find very interesting is that regardless of what the problem is, if I'm having a particular problem, you don't uh, come in and, and drive an agenda that's preset come in and address the problem. Yep. And I think that's a, an important part about any clinician or a therapist working with someone. I mean, we can have a huge laundry list of the things that, you know, we feel like we should work on. But when we come out, if you're having a bad day or, you know, you're hurting somewhere, I mean, at the end of the day, until we address that, nothing else that we do is going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to put your full effort or energy into it because we need to get that care of, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and I think that that individuality to treatment and really kind of putting you first and your needs first makes the biggest difference because more than anyone that's working with you, you know, your body, you know what you need. We can guide you and direct you in that. But if we're not listening to you and your thoughts and your feelings and what you're going through, it's, it's a two way street, you know, and if, if it's just us and our opinions and our thoughts on what's going on, it's not going to work. Know, it's a huge collaborated effort. I, um, I know that um, I'm one of the younger people that you've seen with this disease. Mm-hmm. I'm also 
I think what's considered to be maybe at um, earlier stage of the progression of the disease. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's uh, seems like it's a learning experience for you guys. And it's certainly one for me. I know that uh, you guys have done your homework and your research to make sure that you're bringing the best that you can bring uh, to the table. And I feel like that's very important too. You know, the, the lack of information that's out there for people that are suffering with Lewy body um, it's just the same. There's, there's not a ton of information on the back end. I mean, we can find certain things, but a lot of the times as a therapist, we're looking for specific interventions, specific treatment plans. You know, what can we implement that we're going to see progress? Um, and some of it's just up in the air. You know, there's some research that's been done, but there's not a lot to support one thing or another. Um, so a lot of it's trial and error. We try to figure out what works. Um, but definitely your ability to kind of articulate those things to us, you know, and what you're feeling is working is super beneficial. I think that, um, you just hit on something that, uh, I, I've, you can speak to this, but I feel as though I'm very in tune with what, what's happening with me. Mm -hmm. I think that that began when I survived cancer, I was understanding what was happening with my body and being able to um, convey that to my my medical team, and I think that that translates right over to this: that you have to be able to at least try to describe to you the best that we can what's happening. Yep, and if if you don't mind me kind of touching on some of the freezing episodes, I don't mind at all. Um, because what we're talking about is living with Louie, and that mm-hmm. is part of... Yeah. So initially, when the, the freezing episodes were not happening, so by freezing episodes, I mean where you sort of kind of zone out, you kind of get these jerky body movements, um, get really unsteady on your feet and have some balance loss. Um, and you can just tell, like, your cognitive piece is just your your head is swimming. You're gone. That what you kind of described to me. Um and in those moments, from what we are physically seeing on the outside, it's kind of like you're just kind of there, your body's doing some stuff, and you're just in space, you know, and, and we don't know what's happening when that happens. Um, and your ability, ability to kind of tell us, you know, I feel like my head is swimming, I'm feeling a little lightheaded, I feel unsteady, um, you know, or when we were noticing some of that, like what we call the autonomic dysfunction, where you break out into sweats for really no reason when your heart rate's all over the place. Um, you know, your ability to be able to say, you know, I feel like my heart is racing. I don't really feel like anything's going on, but this is physically what we're seeing. And it kind of helps us put together the pieces of a puzzle so that we know what to do moving forward. You know, is it a medical emergency? Do we need to contact the doctor? Or is it something that's just going to pass? It's just part of this disease process. Um, and it gives us some peace of mind knowing that we can kind of communicate back and forth with each other and you're receptive to what we have to say and we're receptive to telling us. Um, and it just goes back down to working as a team to kind of get through it. 
Well, I know that you guys work together as a team because as, uh, as I have said before to you that uh, you'll say, well, um, how were things yesterday? And I'm like, you already know the answer to that question because you just, uh, you've already had communication with your teammate and uh, yeah. Yeah. You're having a bad day. We call him when we leave the driveway. Hey, just to let you know, Larry's kind of having an off day. This, this, this happened. And so she knows what to do walking in. And to be completely honest, on, on the same side, I've had similar conversations come to me. And I'm like, okay, well, if this is going on, I know what we're going to go dress when I go in there. You know? Well, I, I can't argue with the success. And, and I think that um, if there's anything that I can help people to understand is that laying down and just if you will wallow I guess in the in your diagnosis you're that's where you're going to be and I think the progression of it is going to happen much more rapidly that's exactly right and so getting up getting moving Anticipating and what you guys are trying to help me to achieve is is important. And so, I, if nothing else, I would encourage people to get up, get moving, and get involved in some type of size uh, plan. And I know that you guys have tried things with me that. Um, much or I'm from Parkinson's treatment. Yep. Um, but you're addressing the Parkinsonians of uh, the Lewy body. And that's, I think, where those larger movement things, you were talking to me about it earlier. Yep, that's exactly right. So with the Parkinsonism, the components of the Lewy body that mimic Parkinson's, you know, you tend to get the walking on your toes shuffling your feet when you walk, having that balance and coordination problems. A lot of the times when you see patients with Parkinson's, over time, everything tends to get smaller. Your movements get smaller. Your steps get smaller. Um, the way that you can move your body, extend your arm, all of that movement kind of decreases. So with those big movements, it's big steps, big arm swings, big arm movements. Um, there's a speech component to it that causes, you know, for you to verbalize loud um, you know, projection of your voice. And all of that does is just try to counteract all of that, that small kind of tendencies of a Parkinson-like symptom. Um, and that's a lot of what we do, you know, with Lewy body, we understand kind of, you know, it's, it's protein plaques in the brain and those plaques are going to chemically change the brain that affect the way that you move and the way that you think. Um, but we don't really know what's going on in the brain. We just know what we see physically. Um, and a lot of what we do is just combat the symptoms that we see, whatever they are. Well, you've done an effective job. That's all I'm going to, that's, I mean, I, there's just no arguing with where I was, where I am. Uh, and I can't thank you enough. That's my pleasure. And I'm, I'm glad that it's working for you. And for people that have a therapy team that are working on things and it might not be working for them. Just like anything else, you know, it's not one size fits all. You know, there's ways to 
um, adapt and modify and, and continue to push forward. So my suggestion would be to those who have worked with a therapy team and they haven't been successful or they haven't, you know, liked the outcome of it or really weren't seeing much of a difference, keep looking. It's just like anything else, there's, you know, dozens of therapists that are out there that can help, um, you know, and sometimes you just got to find the right fit. Well, I certainly feel like I have the A-team. Um, I think all of you specialize in one way or another in neurological um, disorders. And that is obvious with what you able. And it's been, so far, it's been a great experience. I don't expect that to change. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's been a wonderful experience. I know for all of your therapy team and, and just being able to share the journey with you and learn just as much as you're learning. Um, and it's invaluable information that I'll be able to carry with me my entire career. I think um, it might have been Allison who said to me uh, that when you guys are learning and I'm learning, that's when you know that you're having effective therapy. If you don't have that component, then it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Yep, there has to be open, open communication and open-mindedness on both sides. Well, with that... I'm going to close my mind. Just kidding. It doesn't take much in uh, this disease for your mind to take a mental vacation. But that is Louis body. Well, thank you for sharing some of your time with us today. Having me on. Well, and uh, certainly if you'd like to come back and discuss more, I'm, I'm sure that that's, would be quite well. Thank you. We'd like to thank you for joining us for this edition of Living with Louie.